This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com Hey everyone, my name is referee Tony S and this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. 
and most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes, no holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to your daily dose of headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, November the 1st, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether it's AEW, WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and so many more. We're here to give you a comprehensive outlook on everything happening in the world of professional wrestling. Whether it's behind the scenes or inside the squared circle, we're here to make sure you get caught up with all the latest news. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get right into the headlines. Starting over on e-wrestling news, Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour. Darby Allen expresses his desire to go to outer space, and he also talks about his experiences with Jeff Hardy. During a recent appearance on The Sessions podcast, AEW wrestler Darby Allen expressed his desire to go to outer space at some point. Now, additionally, he commented on what it was like working with Jeff Hardy in All Elite Wrestling. Now, first, on his thoughts about going to space, this is what Darby had to say. I asked Tony Khan probably like a month ago, do you have any connections to outer space? I think he does. I don't know. I feel like people are going to be polite about the whole topic. He said, yeah, you know what? I think I might. I said, hey, let's champion this. There's been a thousand different champions when it comes to outer space, but no wrestler has ever been to outer space. So, Tony, I think we should make this happen. Now, whether or not Tony actually will be able to put Darby in contact with somebody regarding going into outer space, we're going to have to stay tuned and find out more as that story will develop. Moving on, he did talk about his thoughts on working with Jeff Hardy during Hardy's time in AEW. He would go on to say, I feel like I was putting a match together with myself. I was like, I'm going to do this front flip off of this. And then he's like, well, I'm going to front flip off of this. And then we're going to land here. I have never heard someone say the same stuff that I said before. I felt like I was literally talking to myself. It was fun because a week before it was just supposed to be a normal match, just a straight up match. And then I went to Tony Khan and said, hey, nobody wants to see he and I just exchange wrist locks. No, you're going to put him in the corner and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. But we need to do something a little bit different. There has to be something insane that can happen at this moment. And then we were in New York and I talked to the State Athletic Commission and was like, why can't we just wait a week and do what we want to do in Texas so nobody really cares and we don't have that commission to worry about. With more information on exactly what happened between Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy, continue reading this article that is trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Continuing on with E-Wrestling News, Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour, those close to CM Punk do believe he is finally finished with wrestling. Now, CM Punk's days in the ring are seemingly over, at least according to those closest to him. Punk hasn't commented about AEW or wrestling since the all-out pay-per-view media scrum. Now, it's been reported that AEW are seeking to buy out the remainder of Punk's contract and eventually release him. While speaking to the Wrestling Observer, Nick Hausman said he's heard from Punk's friends and they doubt this stage of his life he will go back to the ring. This is what he said. Cash doesn't seem to be an issue for this guy. He's got roads in Hollywood. He's going other places right now. Stephen Amell certainly is shining up on him right now, trying to get some things done with him. I have a lot of other people that know that Punk is interested in doing other things. And one guy said, nope, I don't think he's ever going to wrestle again. Now, neither
neither Punk nor President Tony Khan have commented publicly on the matter as of right now. More information continues to come out as the investigation has officially been announced to being over. Now, in addition to that, it appears that the Elite, which is the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, should be returning back to AEW television in the near future. With that being said, more information will come and we will continue to bring you the latest on this developing story. John Fuentes is writing in at this hour. Anthony Bowen says Billy Gunn is feeling better ahead of the upcoming AEW Dynamite. Now, last week, Billy Gunn was attacked by Swerve Strickland and now Anthony Bowens has provided an update on the status. On Friday night's episode of AEW Rampage, Strickland took a pair of pliers to Gunn's fingers to prevent him from doing the scissoring gesture. Bowens has since revealed that Gunn is doing a bit better ahead of his big birthday bash that will be taking place on this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. This is exactly what he said. I spoke to Daddy Ass today and he's feeling a little bit better. Baltimore, you can make his birthday very special this Wednesday night by bringing him a gift. Bring all of your signs. The acclaimed will pick one from the audience to give to Billy live in the ring on television. With more information on all of this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information about Daddy Ass will be forthcoming. Samoa Joe is making news at this hour. John Fuentes is writing, Samoa Joe is set to defend the Ring of Honor TV Championship on Dynamite this upcoming week. Samoa Joe has been announced for the Ring of Honor TV title defense on this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. AEW President Tony Khan made the announcement on Twitter, revealing that Joe will put his title up for grabs against Brian Cage on Wednesday night. Now you can follow Tony Khan on Twitter as he has given all the details about what will be happening this coming Wednesday night. In addition, it's a loaded impact show with so many people coming up this week on Dynamite. A Ring of Honor World Championship match, Chris Jericho taking on a former Ring of Honor champion. AEW World Championship Eliminator match, John Moxley takes on Lee Moriarty. TBS Championship match, Jade Cargill will take on Marina Shafir. AEW All-Atlantic Championship match, Orange Cassidy versus Luchasaurus versus Ray Phoenix. The Ring of Honor Television Championship, as previously mentioned, Samoa Joe takes on Brian Cage. Darby Allen will be taking on Jay Lethal. Billy Gunn has his big birthday bash. And Renee Paquette sits down with Britt Baker and Soraya. For more information on all of things happening this coming Wednesday, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. David Esposito is writing in at this hour. Mick Foley on the importance of competition in pro wrestling. And he specifically talks about AEW. WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley took to his Foley's Pod podcast to discuss the importance of competition in professional wrestling and why it's important to have it. Specifically, Mrs. Foley's baby boy spoke about the current situation with WWE and AEW. He also recalled the last time he spoke with AEW owner Tony Khan. Here is what he had to say. The last time I spoke with Tony Khan, you know, the last time I reached out to Tony, hmm, I reached out and just said, hey, have you ever thought about procuring the rights to Thunderstruck for Thunder Rosa? And that was about a year ago. And I just said out of the blue, not like anything else. Not like, can I have a job? It was like, have you ever thought about doing this or doing that? I just thought, man, it would be epic to get the whole crowd chanting. He thanked me and wished me well, and then I was simply on my way. Now, why Foley believes it's important to have competition in wrestling. It's better for AEW. It's better for WWE. I would tell you what I was thinking when it came to the mid-90s female talent who told me she never made it over X amount of dollars a year, and I was shocked. I was shocked, but now someone in that level on a female roster, well over a million dollars a year is possible, and I don't know if they're doing that right now without competition. So I think WWE is doing it because, well, it's the right 
thing right now, but you know what? All this competition continues to lift everybody up. And look at what other people are saying. You're a WWE loyalist. I say first and foremost to everyone, I'm just one of the boys. And when I say boys, I mean collectively, the men and the women, and that's all the talent that is a part of professional wrestling. So I do love WWE. I love the fact that there's such a strong competition out there when it comes to AEW. They're claiming they're not competition, but you know what? They're fooling themselves. You'd like to find out more about what Mick Foley had to say in his most recent episode of Foley is Pod podcast. Continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. David Esposito is also writing AEW is filming segments ahead of time in a cost-cutting move. Now, once again, AEW is doing everything they can to make sure that they're doing things in the most effective and proficient way. A new report from Fightful indicates that AEW has been using a unique method to save on travel and production costs. AEW has been regularly filming segments for talent ahead of time if they're not planned for that week's television. Now, the reason is to save on travel costs as well as making it easier for the performers. Wrestlers no longer have to fly in for two days of television tapings for a one-minute backstage segment. Now, this isn't the first time AEW has experienced this process. It was done last year with the Young Bucks and the Hardys. This was also done with Pac, who travels regularly back to the UK. The segment featuring Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland from the October 18th edition of Dynamite in Cincinnati was actually filmed the prior week in Toronto. With more information on all the cost-cutting measures that AEW is trying to do for its performers, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. David Esposito has new news on the Bow Wow situation as a per- AEW. Now, could hip-hop star Bow Wow be all elite? Well, Sturve Strickland said on his podcast, and when he was a recent guest on Hey EW with RJ City over the weekend, that he would be very interested if AEW was to sign hip-hop star Bow Wow. Now, Bow Wow's real name is Shad Moss. Now, he also responded on Twitter by tagging AEW owner Tony Khan in his response to Strickland. Now, I want Bow Bow. I'm calling you out. I want to know what kind of connections you have right now. I know that you're training, and I know that you know Rikishi, and that's cool. Get your training in right now, because I want you in AEW. Bow Wow responded in a series of tweets, seemingly indicating that he'd be down to join the Jacksonville promotion, and the Twitter interaction can be seen on social media. As of right now, Tony Khan has not chimed in, and probably will not at this time as he is busy with many other things within the company. We have some new news for the Rampage ratings that happened this past Friday night. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour, Friday night's episode of AEW Rampage on TNT pulled in 378,000 viewers. Now that drew a .12 rating in the key demo of 18 to 49. Last week's show did 480,000 viewers with a .13 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic. Now the show ranked 27th on cable for that night. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported the numbers. It was the lowest viewership the show has done since this past summer. Now, the episode featured TNT champion Wardlow versus Matt Taven, John Moxley versus Matt Menard, and Tay Mello taking on Madison Rain. For more information on the ratings, continue following Brandon Thurston and continue following E Wrestling News for more information. 
Matt Cardona claims that BTE, being the elite, and AEW wouldn't exist without him. But what exactly does he mean? During a recent appearance on the Not Sam Wrestling podcast, Matt Cardona credited himself for the one who inspired shows such as Being the Elite and Vlogging, saying that they wouldn't exist if he hadn't pioneered them. This is what he said in a quote. I changed the business. Tell me that. The Z, true island long story, didn't change the business, yeah. So tell me to my face that I didn't change the business. All these kids who are now vlogging, BET being the elite, that started in AEW, really? I'm responsible for AEW then. I'll say it right now. Without Z, true long island story, there would be no being the elite. There would be no A, I won't say it anymore. You know what? This is live, pal. We're live. Without me... There is no other company. With more information on what Matt Cardona had to say about the fact of his influence on social media trends as it pertains to wrestlers, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Ryan Clark's also writing, Eddie Kingston is commenting on the backstage drama that recently has happened in the last six months within AEW. During a recent appearance on ESPR Wrestling Podcast, AEW wrestler Eddie Kingston commented on the current backstage drama that has happened in AEW over the last several months. Now, on being told in an HR meeting he can't beat people up in the ring when he simply wants to, this is what was said. I had an HR meeting a couple of days ago. They were telling me I can't beat people up in the ring when I want to, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Kingston starts laughing. We're all trying to be good. We're all trying to be professional, so they say. Now, those are just words, but you know what? They're definitely not mine. Now, Kingston also commented on the drama that was happening backstage in AEW the last several months. This is what Kingston said. You know, it's real simple. You have a bunch of people there with a bunch of egos. Some people believe that other people don't deserve to be there. Other people believe that they don't deserve to be there. So when you have men and women who don't know how to use their words and communicate, things start to happen. You know what? It's just sometimes the way it is. Now, Kingston also commented on how he felt the aftermath of the botched explosion at AEW Revolution that happened at the Daily's Place. He would go on to say, I was pissed off. Man, was I pissed off. But I knew me and Moxley could cover it. I knew I pulled things off in real life. But what happened to me when I was younger? Man, I decided to just do the best I could. Now, on how his promos are like a therapy session to him when he's on television, this is what he said. I don't call them promos. I call them open therapy sessions. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times it is my therapy. I'm letting out my anger and my frustration and everything that's caught up in me right now. Because society tells me you can't do this. And I say, why not? Getting arrested for assault is not a good thing anymore, he laughs. It's mostly my therapy. So I don't really look at it as a promo. It's something I pull from my real life, and it's probably something that's probably been on my mind for a day or maybe even a year, but sometimes maybe just a week or a month. But guess what? Some of it has just been there for a lifetime, and I need to find a way to just let it go. With more information about everything that's happening with Eddie Kingston and his sentiments of what's going on behind the scenes in AEW, continue following you wrestling news, and more information will be forthcoming.
If you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, or so many more. Headlines is a daily podcast that's free of charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and get back to the headlines. Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour, Darby Allen isn't interested in doing another cinematic match. AEW wrestler Darby Allen was a recent guest on Sessions podcast to discuss cinematic styles of street fighting that they had at Revolution 2021, the spot he wanted to do in the match, and so much more. Now, his feelings on cinematic matches, specifically the one they had at Revolution 2021. The cinematic match was kind of hell on earth. It's like I get thrown through a door and it's like, cut, do that again. You get your adrenaline so high and then you have to stop for so long and then you got to get yourself ramped back up. I guess that's just part of the cinematic aspect. I was on a second story and I was throwing a bat down to Sting. Just, it was a baseball bat. And right before we were going to do the scene, Tony comes in and says, cut, cut, cut. He's like, "Uh, I don't know about the physics if that's going to work here. He's going to break Sting's face. Just the bat falling from a second story? Is that going to work? I don't know about that. No, this is how we're going to do it, Sting said. It's cool. Don't worry about it. No, no, no. He's going to break your face. What happens if you don't catch it? That's the first thing that really is going to stop this entire thing from happening, Tony said. Sting just replied, dude, just throw me the bat. We'll do it anyway. And he caught it with one hand and it was absolutely perfect. Now, on a spot he wanted to do in the cinematic match, I remember we were filming from like 12 noon to like 6 in the morning. Now, granted, it was super fun, but I never want to do that again. You know, there was so many different things that I wanted to do, but I couldn't. I wanted to like run some over with a car, but there were so many other things that I guess it just wasn't going to work, but I still had some fun. If you'd like to find out more about what Darby Allen's sentiments and feelings are as it relates to cinematic matches, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be coming forward. Let's go ahead and let's jump over our friends over on Wrestling Inc. Now, Noah had concerns about AEW before booking Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, as many of you know, Noah and WWE have come to terms with allowing Shinsuke Nakamura to return to Japan to go ahead and wrestle. Dominic D'Angelo is writing in at this hour. Pro Wrestling Noah wanted to make sure everything was copacetic with AEW before they officially booked WWE Shinsuke Nakamura to face the Great Muda. A well-known wrestling manager helped make it all happen. Dominic D'Angelo of Wrestling Inc. has learned that Paul Triple H Levesque, who had contacted Noah to make sure that Muda was still available. The person they contacted in Japan was Sonny Ono, who actually helped delegate the situation. Now, Noah wanted to protect the newly developing relationship with AEW, Ono said, playing the role of facilitator. I made sure that there were no objections from either of the promotions. After it was confirmed that both parties had no qualms, the match was on for Noah's New Year's 2023 event at January 1 at Budokan Hall, part of 
Muda's retirement tour. Now, Nakamura has stated that there was some pushback within WWE after he requested the match, but it eventually was given the thumbs up and the green light by the regime. Now, the agreement became official on October the 26th. Muda has had an extremely memorable farewell tour so far, and there's been some surprise appearance, specifically AEW's Grand Slam event that happened, saving Sting from attack by the House of Black during a tag team match. Following Muda's fight with Nakamura, Muda and Sting are also going to team up at January 22nd for Noah's Great Muna's final bye-bye, another partnership with Sonny Ono, who helped bring that match together as well. Sting joining together with Muda's last event was a wish for Muda, Ono said. He still thinks that he's one of the best wrestlers out there, and he's hoping he continue to break down barriers. I'm glad that I was helped. I was able to help make all of this possible. With more information on everything happening with Noah and AEW and WWE, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information is forthcoming. Phil Hall's writing in at this hour for Wrestling Inc. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is not the only pro wrestler running for president. John Cena is running for president, at least on the screen, in The Independent, which is a new film streaming on Peacock. The Independent is a political thriller with Cena playing a former Olympic athlete who was launched a third-party campaign for the presidency of the United States. However, a pair of journalists uncover a scandal in the candidate's past that could potentially derail his bid for the White House. Now, The Independent premieres on November 2nd, and Cena took to Twitter to plug the film. An opportunity to make a run at the Oval Office, Cena tweeted, sharing a photo from his candidate's character from the film. Now, The Independent premieres tomorrow on Peacock. The initial reviews of The Independent have been mixed right now. David Allrich of IndieWire dismissed it as a toothless political thriller, although he praised Cena for continuing to channel his WWE charm into indiscriminate ways is he still a hero to so many people? Now, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who has forcibly muscled his way into Hollywood, has taken on some other careers as well in the Marvel Universe. Now, the actor recognizes that he inherently has some eeriness that he needs to be doing differently. Hollywood reporter said David Rooney complained that Cena and co-star Jodie Turner-Smith, who plays one of the reporters, lack the range to bring much more shading into key character elements. Now, Cena's not the first WWE superstar to play an aspiring potential candidate. Dwayne The Rock Johnson first played himself as a candidate in a 2032 presidential election in the series Young Rock, which also mused the idea that he may run at some point in time in real life. Now, of course, there's already unlikely common ground between WWE and the White House via WWE Hall of Famer and U.S. Presidential President Donald Trump, but that's yet another story to be told later. With more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information is forthcoming. Wade Barrett is making news at this hour. The WWE star credits Vince McMahon for bringing former gimmick back to WWE TV. Robert Grunier's writing in at this hour. Recently promoted WWE SmackDown commentator Wade Barrett spent nearly two decades in pro wrestling as both a voice 
and also in the ring. Arguably his most memorable run after leaving the Nexus came when he introduced the Bad News Barrett persona to the WWE Universe. On a recent episode of Out of Character with Ryan Satin, Barrett looked back at the origins of that gimmick and the role the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes had to play in all of it. This is what he said. The idea to bring it to TV was actually Vince's idea, I think. So we've been doing the character for a little while, and then something called JBL and the Cole Show, and then Cody was on there. I think Renee Paquette was on there as well. We were all doing various different things. Cody, for a couple of years, had been telling stories about how I was this really old guy. Cody's a real BSer in the locker room, and he's been telling everybody stories about how he used to watch me when I was a kid, and how I was on wrestling's TV a long time ago. I would always come out and give bad news to everybody, and that's how I eventually got the name Bad News Barrett. Now, coincidentally, on an episode of the JBL and Cole show was set to feature both Barrett and Cody at the same time, so the five-minute Intercontinental, five-time Intercontinental champion brought Bad News gimmick back for just a little bit. It was amusing to see how everything played out once again. With more information on Bad News Barrett and his experiences and how he got that nickname, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information is forthcoming. Dakota Cohen's writing in at this hour about the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Ric Flair's first official wrestling match kicked off an incredible 50-year career. Now, it wasn't until December 10th of 2022 that the Nature Boy Ric Flair will be celebrating his 50th anniversary in the business. Now, night one of the most iconic wrestlers of all time had a very auspicious debut in the world of wrestling. Now, Flair had unsurprisingly disclosed his first ever wrestling match in length, which saw him compete against George Gansky and the American Wrestling Association, AWA. Vern Gagne looked at me and said, go out there and wrestle Gadsky for 10 minutes. Flair said on his podcast, Woo Nation Uncensored. I said, well, what are we going to do? He said, go out there and show me what you got. Swear to God, that's how I got started. I was the heel. Gatsky treated me great. He knew that I absolutely knew nothing. And he gave me a headlock. And there was a takeover. There was an arm drag. And we did all of that stuff. And at the end of 10 minutes, man, I was blown up sky high. Flair had been exhausted after only 10 minutes of his first wrestling match in AA. AWA, but this endurance would continue to build up and he would continue to work very hard. Flair clearly had no problem working 60-minute matches all throughout his career, and he's frequently known to have had many 60-minute classics against rival Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. For more information on the Nature Boy Ric Flair, continue following Wrestling Inc., and we will have more. Continuing on with the headlines, Dark Side creator addresses rumor WWE pressured A&E to cancel a show. Now, since it began airing, Vice's Dark Side of the Ring has taken viewers behind the curtain into some parts of the darker aspect of the wrestling business, with episodes focusing on such stars as Owen Hart and Brian Pillman. The Dark Side of the Ring has currently been put on hold by Vice as the company has begun producing a new show called Tales from the Territories. It's a lighter side show that covers stories from the territories in the world of professional wrestling. At one point, a rumor began 
circulating that WWE had tried to put pressure on A&E in an attempt to get Vice to cancel Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring co-creator Evan Husney addressed such rumblings on the two-man power trip podcast. He said this, Some rumors, you know, it's just like that. Some rumors are just rumors. WWE was in fact putting pressure on A&E. They thought sometimes they were a little too controversial. So we were going to cancel it, Husney said, but you know, Vice would never do that because that's their most successful show. If Dark Side wasn't successful, I could see why they wouldn't want to do it. Husney admitted that season three had some controversial moments, such as the plane ride from hell, which affected stars like Ric Flair and Tommy Dreamer. Flair's sexual assault allegations resurfaced when the documentary came out and Dreamer was suspended from Impact Wrestling for quite some time during his involvement and his comments as well. Now, Husney revealed that he could see why people may believe that those rumors may be true. I could see where people would put two and two together, he said. Any form of conspiracy is just always the most boring way to try to get things out. I'm not going to elaborate on all these conspiracy theories at this time. The boring answer is we just made another show instead. For more information on all this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. That's going to do it for all the headlines for today, Monday, November the 1st, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether it's WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and so many more. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW.